This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Of the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Get ready for the most up-to-date sports news and talk with the ESPN 1320 Insiders. Hour number two. The first hour was chaos. You can always tell when it's a Friday show. I think so. When I first got into radio, not not got into radio, when I first got to 95.7, because at my other station, every show was a Friday show, Uh, but when I first got to 95.7, Somebody mentioned the idea of like, that's a great idea for a Friday. Mm. It's like, what? it's Wednesday. It's a great idea for right now. How is it not a great idea? For It was like a silly kind of bit thing. I, I can't even remember what it was. It was so long ago. And somebody goes, it's a great idea for a Friday show. I'm like, what does that mean? They're like, well, Fridays are just a fake show. It's just like silliness. Mm-hmm. I don't subscribe to it being a fake show. Like it still very much matters. But... Stuff like talking about Schoolboy Q's album and talking about Employee Appreciation Day and things of that nature. You're allowed like that. they just fit better on a phone. You're allowed some leeway. Yeah. Okay. Unless, of course, you know, something big had happened last night that wouldn't be all over it. But anyways, very okay. Friday show today. Yeah, definitely. Definitely a Friday show. Uh, we were talking earlier um, about the trade that Vlade Divac did where he ended up giving up a 2019 first round pick. And I mm. thought it was Denzel Valentine. It was not Denzel Valentine. It was Romeo Langford. Sorry, um, very similar player uh, who, mm-hmm. who basically is out of the league as well. So so that pick really didn't hurt the Kings. It ended up being like the 14th pick in the draft and like in, in another suspect draft. You could write a book about these disasters. Oh, yeah, I, I yeah. It feels like a, you know, do you remember Goosebumps? Yeah. Are you? Are you, well, I, have, are you I have kids. Ki- okay. And they were the like choose your own adventure stories. Yeah. Where you'd read and it'd be like, you get to the forest, turn to page 19 to walk into the forest, turn to page 46 to go home. You know, whatever. See, Choose Your Own Adventures, I I, lo- I grew up with, like, those were my books. Okay. So, I, I right, Choose Your Own Adventure, I guess, goes beyond Goosebumps. That's just how I remember them. But that's how I feel like you could do a King's version of that. Like, oh, yeah, the what like, if? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this pick swap? Then turn to page 18. I could do you do, want to keep Nick Stauskas? Turn to page 14. Uh, <laughs> I, I could also do like the Marvel what if. What oh, if. Oh, 
that'd be good. What if the Sacramento Kings didn't draft Thomas Robinson and selected Damian Lillard Oh, with the fifth pick in the 2012 NBA draft? Yikes. What if? What if they drafted C.J. McCollum instead of Ben McLemore, 2013? Oof. What if they would have listened to Jeff Petrie and drafted Giannis Antetokounmpo with the number seven pick or moved back and got more things and drafted Giannis in 2013 NBA draft? What if they didn't fire Mike Brown? Uh, Mike Malone. Mike Malone. They haven't fired Mike Brown yet. (laughs) No. What if they did fire Mike Brown? <laughs> uh, yeah. See, there, there, like, there are definitely a lot of what ifs. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and that's where like my brain like works with the history stuff. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Telling you, it's a great book. Either choose your own adventure or what if, or yeah. both. <laughs> choose your own adventure. Like, just restart the Kings at like oh six oh seven. Yeah. And just start and do a choose your own adventure of what ifs. Yeah, I mean, I could. Uh, what if they? They let the Kings move to Anaheim. Okay. That's too far. Just saying. <laughs> That's just where the book ends. Turn to the last page. Sicko. <laughs> it's over. It's so and then they all died. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Uh the San Antonio Spurs got their twelfth win last night. They beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, who had won six in a row. Mm. They were cruising. When they went into San Antonio, you're thinking, man, the Thunder are going to whoop this team. They're playing for a number one seed. The Spurs are playing out the string. Not if Victor Wembanyama has anything to say about it. Victor Wembanyama, 28 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists, 2 steals, 5 blocks, 5 of 7 from beyond the arc, just in the fourth quarter. Uh, Weminyama, eight points, three boards, three assists. He was two of three from three. He had the dagger in that one. Uh, Jeremy Sohan, Devin Vassell, both really good in that game. Who cares about the Spurs? Except Victor Weminyama's lines are always hilarious. Um, Chet Holmgren, by the way, mm-hmm. who we've talked about before, would just be the runaway rookie of the year, like Stone Cold Mortal Lock in any other season. Any other season, yeah. Last night, 23 points, seven boards, five assists, a block. Just an excellent player, and Weminyama just... Talk about just getting overshadowed completely. Different tier. It's crazy. Uh, you said something interesting to me, though. Uh-oh. Because I saw this. I, I I saw the end of this game, the very end of it. My buddy's a big Spurs fan and texted me. He's like, you got to see why I'm doing this. All right, man, I got you. Um, you were like, hey, the Thunder lost. Mm-hmm. And typically, we'll go back and forth. You know, Pelicans lost, Mavericks lost, and we'll just kind of kick that around for a second. She texts me and you go, the Thunder lost. I'm going, well, the Kings okay. are currently seven and a half back of the Thunder. Like, what is that? Please explain why you think it may be significant that the Thunder lost last night. Well, yeah, because, like, look, we have no idea where this thing is going to end up. The, what is there, 24 games left in the season? Yeah, for the Kings. Like, there there are plenty of times. For, 25. Yeah, 25. Okay, there there's plenty of time for one of these teams that are inexperienced and up near the top to completely collapse. There's also plenty of time for them to move down to a number three seed and the Kings to move up to a number six seed. Like these things can matter, Mm -hmm. especially OKC. If you're the Kings right now, I I think you would circle maybe Minnesota. You'd circle Mm -hmm. OKC. 
you'd circle Dallas. Mm-hmm. I don't. Who else would you circle and say this is who I would kind of uh, you know I, you don't want to circle Denver because Denver just showed you who they could be. Yeah, I want no smoke with Denver in the playoffs. But the first three games of the season, you you did play Denver well. I so, don't want any part of Mike Malone and his staff in a seven game series. I'm kind of in agreement with you there. So. But Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City. I think if you're if you're ranking these teams, I I think Oklahoma City is a pretty clear cut number one there. For all the reasons, remember last year. No, you, you we do. Last year, going to the the Kings Warriors series, Kings were a better team all year. Mm-hmm. But the the thing everybody kept picking the Warriors is because of all the experience they've yeah. been there before. The Kings are just too young. This is year one of this thing. You don't make runs in year one. And that, to me, is the logic I'm using with Oklahoma City. I love them. I think they are going to be so freaking good for a long time. Yeah. I'm not buying them this year as a as a playoff contender. No, I mean, the Clippers and the Suns would both probably try to lose games to make sure that they matched up with OKC. Yeah. Maybe. Even more than Minnesota. Maybe. Even uh, Well, but then again, in Minnesota, I'm not sure. Because Minnesota is... Minnesota's at least been there with these dudes. Well, they were there last year. They gave the Nuggets their toughest series. Yeah, but I would still say that you're going to run into the problem that in the playoffs, like everybody knows how to run Rudy Gobert off the court. Yeah. And yeah. you're just going to get in switches. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's that's the one thing that, like we talk about, like the Kings haven't developed their identity and stuff. That's mm-hmm. still something that I don't think that we see enough where the Kings, we saw for like five minutes and we talked about it early in the season for like five minutes where the Kings were starting to get the switches that they wanted to get. That went away. That That's like one of those things that just hasn't happened where the Kings are no longer getting the switches and the things that they were trying to... Yeah, this thing's... This team is... It's got me... It's got me a little, like, all over the place. Well, that's what they are. They're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> and that's... It, it, you can't... You can't go in on them like, dude, they need to blow this up. They need to do X. They need to do Y. They need to do Z. Because there have been enough flashes this year that you're going, man, if they just do that, they could win nine out of their next ten and be firmly in the playoffs. And we're going, all right, hey, how do they match up with the Clippers? Mm. You know, oh, feel feel good going into the playoffs. Look how well they're playing down the stretch. Like That's on the table for me. I wouldn't bet on it mm-hmm. just based on what we've seen this year. But, like, tonight, I look at tonight and I go, I think the Kings are going to lose tonight. I do not love this spot for them. They've lost two in a row. Now they, they're second uh, second road game in a row, coming off a, a really bad loss to Denver. Like, man, this is just feels like this is where they slide a little bit. De'Aaron but Fox is every, questionable. De'Aaron Fox dealing with a, a, a knee thing. I, but every time this year I've gone like, well, pff, they're, they're, they're cooked tonight. They've gone on one. It yeah. looked great. Where we're going the next day, we're like, hey. Oh. Hey-o. There it is. Hey. I don't know. Just, Are they back? We're all over the not? place because they're all over the place. Do not blame yourselves. Yeah. Do not do that. It's the king's fault. <laughs> it's their fault. You're reacting to their performances, and their performances are all over them. It's not you. It's them. <laughs> it's not you. It's don't, them. Don't have them call you. You'll call them. That's right. All right. Uh, we need to hit a break. How do the kings win tonight? I I am not optimistic, but every time I've been not optimistic this year, they have uh, shown the best version of themselves. Every time they've gotten their backs really up against the wall, they have uh, come out and played their best. How do they play their best tonight? We'll tell you next. 
right, we're back in here. Kings Timberwolves tonight. He is James Ham, owner, owner of the Kings beat. Of course, owner, owner, operator, operator, staff writer, executive editor, editor in chief, intern, host, host of the podcast, host, host of the podcast. Now subscribe to the Kings beat at thekingsbeat.com. You can also subscribe to the Kings Beat podcast, which is James, uh, Sean, uh, Sean Cunningham. Cunningham. I wanted to say Scott Cunningham. I don't know who that is, but Sean okay. Cunningham and Brendan Nunez, uh, they do a great job, so make sure to check that out. But uh, since we're here, let's talk Kings Timberwolves right now on this program. Mm. How's that sound? I'm in. Um, keys to victory tonight for the Sacramento Kings as they look to win their season series against the Timberwolves. They've split the first two, but the Kings did get one in Minnesota. That was another game that we 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 talked a little bit earlier about uh, the, how many times this year it's felt like the Kings, like, okay, the second shoe is dropping. Here's where they kind of slide and really show us who they are and they don't play well. But then they come out with this really great performance. And this is, they had lost, they, that was the road trip where they lost the two in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And you're going, man, now they got to go to Minnesota. This is just, this could get ugly. And then they go and they just worked Minnesota and played one of their best games all year. Well, that Minnesota at that point had not lost at home. Yeah. I think they're nine and zero at home or something that like, this was a, a big time victory, especially the getaway game, you know, you you had won three straight. You got the Lakers, San Antonio, and, and the Mavs on the road trip. Mm-hmm. Then you get just thumped by the Pelicans twice. And then, you know, this team has an uncanny ability to show up in weird situations and make some noise. I'm here for it. Yeah. And so uh, it, it's definitely, it's intriguing to me to, to see who this team is, who they show up, uh, how they show up in a game like this where mm-hmm. it's starting to matter a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the thing that stuck out when I was going back through that game was, okay, De'Aaron Fox is obviously great. Domas didn't have a huge game, but he's still really productive. It was the 45 bench points for me. Mm. Then when I look at, okay, how do they replicate the 45 bench points? Like, man, if they get that tonight, you get 45 from your bench, regardless of who's doing the 45. I would feel really, really good about them winning tonight. I just don't know that they have that bench anymore. No, I'm, which is weird. You get to this point in the season, and like I don't know who would who would put up those points. Kessler Edwards had ten. Yeah, I mean, like, what Kessler Edwards <laughs> makes sense playing him against this team. Mm-hmm. He makes sense against Cat. He makes sense against uh, oh. Jade McDaniel's. Mm-hmm. So maybe I, he plays yeah, well, maybe he does. All right, let's get to keys to victory. James Ham of the Kings beat. What is your first? Key to a Sacramento Kings victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves. It is ignore their length and play your game. Like, just forget about it. Just don't worry about the fact that Rudy Gobert is standing in the key. Feed Domas. Like, just like play your game mm-hmm. and let the chips fall where they may. Don't get into some weird, like, paint touches for this team are so crucial. Yeah. Do what you do. Do your offense. Be who you are, and you should be okay. Yeah, and that that actually perfectly ties into my first key, and that is you have to move the ball on offense. 
the ball has to hop around because if you sit there, this this Minnesota team in this year where offense is blowing up and offensive ratings are higher than they've ever been, and the Kings set a record for offensive rating this year, and there's like six or seven te- or last year, and there's six or seven teams with a higher one this year. The Timberwolves still have a defensive rating of 108.3. Mm. The next the next team is the Cavaliers at 111.3. That three-point difference in defensive rating is the same as the difference between 2 and 10. Wow. Like that is how far ahead Minnesota is of every other team defensively. And I think to combat that a little bit, you have to have the ball moving. If you're doing if you're doing one dribble handoff every single time, they're going to adapt to that, and it's that's it. If it's, hey, give it to Domas in the post and let him dribble, and he's going to try and figure out a way to get it, they're going to adjust, and they're going to get stops that way. Now, if you're moving, you're going to get clean shots. You're going to get looks at the rim. You, the ball has to move tonight. I would love to see 30-plus assists from the Kings. Yeah, and that's who they are. Mm-hmm. It's just that's it. don't get away from who you are. Yep, number two. Feed Keegan. If, Ooh, if like Fox that. is out... This uh this might change a little bit, but the Timberwolves like to run Jaden McDaniels at Fox, and they that that would leave someone else, anyone else, to defend Keegan. If Fox plays, Keegan needs to eat. He mm-hmm. needs to be a focal point for the Kings. If Fox doesn't play, life becomes a lot more difficult, and it just becomes who gets hot, try to ride the hot hand, try to get through a game, mm-hmm. try to find a way to be gritty and win, but. To me, it really does hinge upon Fox playing or not, but feed Keegan. And that's not just for tonight. Like, it is. It is just for tonight. But then you want to zoom out and go long-term. Like, Keegan having a big game would be yeah. would be big time for his, for his development. Uh, number two for me ties in a little bit to my first one, and this goes back to the Kings' identity. Every time the Timberwolves miss a shot, get the rebound and go. Yeah. Do not let their defense get set. Because, again, that is when they can just put you in a bind and, and just kind of suffocate you. If you're getting out and running, making it a more frenetic pace, that makes it a little bit more difficult to to get set and play that lockdown defense. Yep. I- I'm with you. Number three. This is a playoff game. Straight up. Dang. Kings have gotten to a point Dang. where blown too many games. That's it. It's you're, a playoff game. It's a playoff game. Man. And you need to treat it as such. Like it doesn't matter it, if Fox plays or not, you got to go out there and you have to try to search out a win. Mm-hmm. You don't want to drop three in a row right here. The standings are just smacking you around. Mm-hmm. Like the Lakers and the Warriors are on your heels. You got teams try, trying to pull away from you up above. Like you have got to figure out a way to lock in and and win a game that matters. This is a playoff game. That's a a great point, and I think that that's something we should track the rest of the way. Because it feels like every game going in, it's like, yeah, this feels like this is playoff-ish. Mm-hmm. And that's how it's going to go. My last one, number three. Outshine their stars. Minnesota had two all-stars. I don't think they should have. No. It's Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards being an all-star, fine. Carl Anthony Towns felt like a reach, and I would like to see Damana Sabona specifically show that tonight. Show why that that was wrong. He's gotten opportunities to play and show, and he averaged a triple-double in February, and look how great he is. Should have been an all-star. Everybody knows it. Well, now's a chance to go up against Carl Anthony Towns specifically and Rudy Gobert. He's going to see plenty of Rudy Gobert, but not one-on-one necessarily. Just outplay Carl Anthony Towns by a lot. I would like to see that tonight. No, I I totally agree. What's your matchup for the game? 
My matchup of the game. Mm. I'm gonna go back to man. You know, I it's I I I know I joked about this last time. It's Sabonis against Gobert. <laughs> That's that is what I because I think Domas is gonna need to score tonight. He's gonna have to put the ball in the basket. And something I want to bring up actually uh, a little bit later, but he has to score and put the ball in the basket. The Kings, I think, are at their best when they are getting into the paint. They're getting those paint touches. And Rudy Gobert is just an eraser inside. And I think if Demonis Sabonis can win that matchup, maybe hit a couple of threes, get Rudy Gobert to pull him out of the paint a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm watching for. Okay. What about yours? Uh, my matchup of the game is I'm going to go Keegan. Keegan versus uh, Jaden uh, McDaniels. Because yeah. I think that that's... Like if if Keegan can find a way and, and can fight through the fact that he's playing against a strong defender, mm-hmm. then the Kings have the second or third score that they need. And yep. if not, I think this this game could get ugly, especially if Fox doesn't play. Hmm. Injury yeah. report: We've got uh, De'Aaron Fox questionable with uh, left knee contusion, and of course Sasha Vazenkov is out. Kyle Anderson is doubtful for the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, but also Anthony Edwards is questionable with uh, with left ankle soreness. Mm. So maybe saying there's a chance? I don't know. Just get the just get bench on bench. There we go. I like the Kings' chances in that one. I like their chances early in the season, but their chances <laughs> right not, now. Maybe not. We'll see. Maybe not now. Kessler Edwards against Jaden McDaniels is my matchup to watch. <laughs> All right. I uh, want to remind everybody real quick before we get out of here. Uh, Saturday, 11.15 a.m., college basketball here on ESPN 1320. Number five, Marquette at number 12, Creighton. Start getting those notes down for your brackets. And then we've got some NBA basketball for you. 5 p.m. Saturday, Nuggets at Lakers. And Sunday, 9.30 a.m., we've got Sixers at Mavs. That Sixers-Mavs game is one that Kings fans are going to want to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. That is a big-time game for Sacramento. Basically rooting for the Kings and every team playing against Dallas. That's and right. New Orleans and Phoenix and the Lakers the rest of the way and, and the, the Lakers, Warriors and Golden State. <laughs> There's so many teams involved. <laughs> oh, dumb. All right, uh, we got more hoops coming up on ESPN thirteen twenty. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. 
Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Now, back to the insiders with James Ham and Kyle Madsen. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube on ESPN 1320. Final segment. There's Damian Barling right there. He and Kenny Carraway will be taking over at noon. Is everybody franging out this week? It's been a fun week. It's nice being in the same room. Kyle. I am so. Can I just? Can I real quick? Can I thank you for something? I am so happy. Like I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I, I like football very much. I am a football guy. I'm one of those dummies that every time the Niners make a roster move, partly because of Niners wire and needing to write, but every time they make like a practice squad move, I look into the, that player and I just have in mind like what, what they can do. And that way, if they get come and just like right now, I'm deep dive on free agency and this and that. I'm just kind of a dork when it comes to that stuff. But I'm also not like a football hardo where I'm just like, I need to record the combine and to watch everything. I'm going to take notes on every single thing and da 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 da. I, I uh, like that's a lot. I appreciate that you're not that guy. Doing a show with a person who right now was like, we need to do two hours of combine oh, would no. be brutal. No, no, no. I and, and like, look, I love. So thank you. I love it all. Thank it. I, I appreciate that, Kyle. Um, I do. Like even during NBA combine, you're not. They don't film it the same way, and they don't. They yeah, don't it's not a whole it. production. It's yeah. usually like you know, you watch a bunch of bad like three on three basketball. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is not good. I would like to go to the combine at least once, but NFL or NBA? NBA. Okay. I like to go in after the combine and look at the anthropometrics, the like all the measurements, the height, the weight, oh, the yeah, wingspan, yeah. Okay. the standing reach, you know, the like who won the the three quarter court and who won the yeah. the cone drill and I, like I like to break all that down, but like one time. Mm-hmm. But then I use it a lot like when I write about players, I I'm always talking about like their combine numbers and and sort of sure. measurements sure. and as you know for years I mean I did I did mock drafts I, I think during the pandemic the one year I think I wrote 23 mock drafts for NBC Sports. But that but that context is so much different than jumping on the radio. Oh no. And being like how about Chop Robinson? <laughs> how did that help his draft stock? Let's talk about it. Yeah. Oh, no. I just could not care less. There were, I, did a, I did a show in San Francisco one time with this guy, and here, here's the reason I bring this up. He yeah. was leading into the draft, and I like the NFL draft a lot. Mm-hmm. I, I I really really enjoy it. And the Niners not picking the first couple ra- the first round the last couple years was a real bummer for me personally. And I had this guy one year who came in to a weekend show with a like stack of papers, oh. four inches thick. No. And he wanted, he was like, Wait, okay, here we go. We can talk. Okay, we can do first round here, but I got a couple of guards in the second round that I really like, and I really want to make sure we're, we're getting into that. And dog, <laughs> I don't. No. I like the draft a lot, and I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> give, me three, give me three guys you like in the second round. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Like, okay, that's fine. I got a couple of guards that. We need to get into that. We don't need to talk guard play in the second round, my guy. I, I was almost, it's almost like, have you ever run a 40? Like, that, that's what I, I want to ask those people. Like, what was your 40 time? Yeah. Because if you don't 
have a 40 time, like, how are you comparing that? How do you know what's fast and what's like? Well, because you're comparing it against other against other guys. Well, I know I, I get the, that. I get pro- that. The problem is the problem with the 40 specifically. Thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, hey, thanks for not being combine talk guy. And now we're going to talk combine. Of course. Here's my problem with the 40 specifically. That's not a thing that happens. <laughs> the 40-yard dash is not a thing that happens during football well, games. No. And it certainly doesn't happen in your underwear. So, okay, 10 yards, 10 yard burst is big for like defensive linemen because you're in a you're in a stance where you are crouched down and now you're going to get out into this burst. Oh, we have to give away a Kings jersey too. We'll do that in a second. Uh, but you have to like get out and burst and you go, "Wow, that guy, that guy's 10 10 yard split was crazy." Yes. A defensive lineman's long speed, I could not care less. I don't care. Okay. I don't. You talked about form and stuff earlier. Eric Crocker, uh, Locked On 49ers podcast, does a, does a great job. He played, had a cup of coffee in the NFL, also played in the Arena Football League. And he talks about uh, when he was working out for teams before the draft, he ran a 40 at X time. I forget whatever it was. Went and worked with a coach for like two weeks and shaved like six tenths of a second off his 40 time. Whoa. It's not six tenths. That's shaved significant time off of his 40. Yeah. I think it might have been two tenths. He went from like 4'8 to like 4'6 kind of thing. Okay. And that is just like, that's, that's, that's what crazy. I'm telling you. Like, I, what does it matter then? When I was What's watching the, the drill, I'm like, hey, why does that guy keep standing up out of his stance? Doesn't no, make sense. You just blew your 40 time. Like, right. I, I, I could tell. Like, you blew your 40 mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't know. Like, and you I, can't even you can't even relay that to because you're you're watching defensive linemen last night. You can't even relay he stands straight up to oh man may, that's just how he plays. And when he comes out of his stance, he stands straight up, which isn't what you want on the defensive line. Yeah. But you can't even do that because that's not going and hitting an offensive lineman. It's just running a forty. Yeah, you can watch tape and find out if he plays too high. So I, I just the forty specifically, it is a marvel. It is so fun to watch, and I love following it just casually. And referencing it, because when if you draft a receiver who also returned kicks in college, mm-hmm. and then you look and he's a four two eight forty, like wow, yeah, that guy hauls. Do you sit there and watch it like, and guess, like oh, <laughs> that's like a four seven two. Yeah, no, oh, I don't. No, that's a five one. Oh no. no oh oh, one. while they're running. Yeah, while they're running. No, because I I, I got my eyes locked on the clock. Oh no! I okay. just I see it out of the corner and just no. I I I'm watching. I'm like, uh. Okay. Do you see? Do you see? Forty six year old Tom Brady ran a faster forty than combine Tom Brady. Yeah, that's amazing. It's all form. Yeah. Well, that and it's all about like preparing for that. Mm-hmm. That's you know, and that's what I think the NBA like guys just prepare. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. There was a kid that I can't, he came out of West Virginia. It was like one of the greatest combine stories of all time. Went with like the 10 to, 10th overall pick. Uh, Kevin White. No, there's a kid named, it's Joe something. Um, I want to say it's like 2010, um, maybe 2009, 2008, 2009. Obi-Mellon Fonwu? No, no, no. White kid that like in the NFL, I mean the NBA draft. Oh, NBA. NBA. I thought you were talking about the NFL. No, 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 no. Um, and I think he he was drafted by the Bucks. Anyway, I've got nothing for you. Like here. you're watching him, and you're like, okay, well, this isn't like none of this really translates. And he really didn't last long in the in the league. But he had worked out so much on the drills that he was like his stats were astronomical. 
You're like, oh, that's crazy. He's just super athlete. Super athlete, but it didn't translate at all. Um, yeah, I, it, it was not it was not great. But I, I think that that's part of, like the NBA, I think you can fool uh, the draft a little bit, where I don't think you can in the NFL. Like the NFL- yeah, Teams are too smart now. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. It, it became, oh, Joel Alexander, my bad, West Virginia. Uh, eighth pick in, in 2008, and his his numbers were just astronomical. You're like, mm. how in the world? Like, even like, I think and he- he's still bamboozled teams. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, I, he he lasted in the league, like, barely at all. Um, Yikes. Yeah. You want to give away a Kings jersey? Yeah, let's do it. So we're going to do this each month through the regular season. So we're giving away our February jersey today. We will give away our March jersey at the beginning of April. And then we'll give away our April jersey after the regular season finale. Okay. We've gone to the Wheel of Names. The Wheel of Names. Everybody who entered our Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game contest was eligible to win. And our winner this month is David D in Rancho Cordova. David D, congratulations. You have won a Sacramento Kings jersey courtesy of... Jiffy Lube, our promotion staff will be reaching out to you uh, about your jersey. Congratulations to David D. in Rancho Cordova. Mm. Well, that's awesome. You too can win a jersey courtesy of Jiffy Lube by entering our Jiffy Lube Fast Break Player of the Game contest. After each and every Kings game, and we'll, we'll, Monday, Monday will be our next one. After every single Kings game, we come in, we give a keyword that represents the Fast Break Player of the Game. Mm-hmm. And you enter that keyword. You enter to win a $100 Jiffy Lube gift certificate, but then you're also entered to win a King's jersey. You're entered to win those two things. So make sure you're getting in there. Make sure you're listening for the keyword. We'll give it to you. You enter, and uh, hopefully you will be a big winner in the next couple of months. Congratulations, David D. We're proud of him. Jiffy Lube is what I'm calling it. Mm -hmm. It is. It sure is. That's right. Um... Although I need more positive buttons. Everything I don't have any is, positive because here's all my... This is completely BS. Well, it's not that. It's a complete crap. It's not. We're giving away jerseys. Jiffy Lube said, here's King's jersey. We bought you these jerseys. That's right. Give these away. An abomination. They're not. They're sick. They're super dope. <laughs> and then... It's ridiculous and we're tired of it. I'm not. I, want, I, want, I would give away a freaking jersey every week if we could. Yeah. But we have two more after today. Oh man, Carlos E and David D are two are two winners so far. All right, all right. Um, I think I've articulated my Demonis Sabonis point offensively, offensively, not offensively, offensively. Okay. And what I'm what I am wanting more for him from him, and I think it's offense driven more than Domas driven. But I went and looked up today. But the Kings are paying him upwards of forty million dollars, forty three. This season, no. Well, I mean, over the uh, average annual value. Yeah, yeah. 43 something, something like that. Yep. 43 and a quarter, I think. 43, whatever it is. Doesn't matter. Anyways, 43 and a half. But it's really hard to win in the NBA when you're paying a player that much money and then not making him a, a focal point of your scoring options. When you go look at every high-paid player, most of them are these... In a big spot, they are the guy that you're going to give the ball to to go get a bucket. Okay. Demonis Sabonis has a usage rate 
And usage rate is the percentage of possessions that a player finishes the possession, whether it's a turnover, whether it's a shot, whatever it is. Free throws. Yep. His usage rate is 21.7. It's amazing. That is tied with... that On NBA.com, you can't sort out like non-qualifiers. Yeah. So he comes in at 122. But there's a bunch of non there's a bunch of guys who played like six games in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, like JaVale McGee has a higher usage rate than Demonis Sabonis. Right. Right. Uh and again, much smaller sample size. So um I don't want to say where he's ranked, but of the guys who play significant minutes around him, he is tied with Keldon Johnson. He is just behind Mo Wagner, and he is just ahead of Zach Collins. Wow. I just need I I would like to see him score like he's too good for that yeah i think he's ev- too good to be in the same breath as zach freaking collins i think everyone out there Icky. they they literally they heard franz wagner and zach levine that's what they heard they did not hear <laughs> they did not hear zach collins but they did not franz hear wagner and zach levine would be Mo great. wagner they heard franz wagner franz wagner i just that that is i've been trying to articulate because shoot it more doesn't that that puts the onus to me on and and I think sometimes it is on 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 Domas to to shoot it when he's open, but I think it's a function of their offense and what he does in their offense. It is a dribble handoff, and it's like, bro, I would like him to be a scoring option, maybe not all game, but th- that number should be higher if you're going to be paying him forty and a half, forty three and a half million dollars average over the next four years. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying. I think he's, I think he's underutilized. Okay, as a as, as a, score. a score, yeah. But we're also talking about a guy who has an assist percentage at thirty four point. It's insane. It is bananas. I mean, offensive win shares is six point five. Mm-hmm. So here's how. Okay, this is kind of how I, I I kind of like in my mind. Please, I was. I have a thing with this on Keegan coming up. Go ahead. Okay, I was looking at uh at Shea Gilgis Alexander right his stats, mm-hmm. and to me. The reason why is because it feels like every single game that I look at, Shea scores 31 points. It's ridiculous. And then you go and you look, and it's almost exactly the same. So I, he, his variance on his highs and his lows are so spectacular that I, I know this is like kind of a weird way to think of it, but to me... What Sabonis is as a rebounder, assist guy, and scorer is what is as Shea is as a as just straight up a scorer, like the rebound and assist mm, numbers specifically. Okay. So on the season, Shea has scored twenty or more in fifty five of their of of the fifty seven games, fifty eight games he's played in. Good lord, twenty or more. He's got a nineteen, a seventeen, and a seven point game. Everything else uh, on the season, 30 points or more. He's done that 44 times. Whoa! 44 times. So the fact is that, like, yeah, he's gone for 40 only five times on the season. Mm -hmm. But we're talking about a guy who's, like, averaging 31 a game. So his consistency, every single game you're writing down in pen that Shea Gildas Alexander is going to average, is going to score 30 points. Mm-hmm. And that to me is like, it's remarkable how consistent he is, but it's the same thing with Sabonis. Like, I don't care that he's not score that he's not scoring a bunch because his variance on scoring is probably like 14 
and 34, but most of them land between 17 and 22, like almost every game. And then the rebounding numbers are off the charts. The bigger deal for me is in these close games or in these games where they've let go of the rope and it's like, man, they just can't get a bucket. They can't. I would like to see them rely on him more. And I think by virtue of doing that, you would see that usage rate number creep up. Kenny Carraway is here with the handoff. Kenny, if you missed it, Demonis Sabonis has a lower usage rate than Mo Wagner, and he's just above Zach Collins. I want to address that, but I do want to uh, talk about. I want to address this issue, (laughs) but I want to do. I want to say something about what you said about SGA. I chuckled when you said that because I saw a stat the other day, and you guys forgive me for not getting exactly right. No, but I think, (laughs) I think it said in a single season. He has the most games of exactly 31 points in NBA history. Really? Yeah. I can look that up to confirm, but that some, sounds right. Yeah, some, it was either a single season or a career or something like that. Yeah. I think it's a single season, the most games of exactly 31 points. It was like 18 games or something like that. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> Maybe even more. I don't know. But I Chuck, when you, when you said, yeah, it feels like he has 31 every night. Like, yeah, it's. Usually exactly 31. It's it's because he does have 31 every <laughs> single night. Yeah, to me, it's remarkable what he's, the consistency that he shows. But it's the same with Sabonis. Like, Sabonis is going out there and, like, the double-double, like, maybe we would just say the double-double compared to the scorer. Mm-hmm. It's every single game. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not just talking about the 40-game streak or the 41-game streak. He's got, like, the Kings have played 57 games. He's got 53 double-doubles. Mm. Like, the consistency that he's played with is is off the charts. Yeah. He hasn't not had a double-double since November 29th. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, it's outrageous. So what I, what I would, was saying about Sabonis and the usage rating and all this other stuff is... Real quick, yeah. just to confirm your Shea Gilgis-Alexander thing, <laughs> he has 11 games this season with 31 points. That is the most all-time, just ahead of Oscar Robertson in 1961-62. He had eight. Charles Barkley had eight of those things in 88-89. He's probably going to get another five this year, too, at least. That record may never be broken. <laughs> 44 games with 30 or more. That's where he's at. That's Man. that's Dang. wild. wild. He, he, he's, the, he's the MVP, if you ask me right now. Today, he's, he's the leader for MVP. I think he's the guy. Um, but Sabonis and usage rate. I, I, I don't know exactly... Um, if this is what you guys were talking about, but like shooting more and doing more on the offensive end. I feel like Sabonis is doing about what you would want him to do. Maybe a shot or two more a game, but if you ask them to do a little bit more, I don't think the production or the uh, efficiency would be the same. It's sure. almost like – it's almost like um, – if you did like a Malik Monk per 36, but like, well, if he played 36 minutes, he'd be averaging 29 a game. Well, if he played 36 minutes, Seriously? he'd probably have more turnovers. His shooting percentage would probably be lower and all this other stuff. Like, I think when people, you know, um, want Sabonis to, to shoot more, mm-hmm. I think that might be and here's, what would happen. So here's, and this may be, we've got like four minutes, and this may be a bigger discussion. I'm on with you guys at 1215. Oh, we can talk about uh, it. We then. can talk about it. I'm though. not ready to talk but, about football. But here's my, here's my, here's my, thank God, dude, we were talking about that. Being, <laughs> hey, we're talking NFL Combine today, like get that out of my face. No, I'm just hurt. Um, 
Oh, okay. All right, that's fine. I finally went back <laughs> through and started listening to football podcasts. Nah, not there yet. I didn't want to. Mm. So, I, I host Candace a podcast. And, that's, no, that's yet. fine. Just keep da- keep downloading it. That's all I need. I do, no, that. It downloads <laughs> Just automatically. Delete. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but here's my here's my my question then, and and maybe this is. Uh, uh, blasphemous but this is just what i the what i come to you then if that's the player that he's going to be if his offensive effectiveness is going to be more about uh, distributing than scoring that's that's totally fine and i get it and i understand everything the impact he has Mm -hmm. that requires though then a level of player around him Mm -hmm. there's a ostensibly a higher bar right of player that needs to be around him that can put the ball in the hoop yeah and I think it's, I think it makes it more difficult to find those players when you have De'Aaron Fox is one of your your highest paid guys. He's a one A. I am in. You have Demonis Sabonis is one of your highest paid guys, and then, and then what? I think you got. I think you got it right now, to a certain degree. Like you could, you could always get better. Like if they got Michael Bridges, that's what we always talk about. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, he can create, you know, a shot and all this sure. kind of stuff. But I think you got it. I think. I'm expecting, expect maybe towards the end of this year, but definitely next year. I'm expecting Keegan Murray to be that guy. I'm expecting Keegan Murray Me to be a 17 point per game scorer. Yeah. If they're able to bring him back, I expect Malik Monk to be that guy late in games that you go to for baskets along with De'Aaron Fox. I think I think they they got it for the most part. I just those guys got to be a little bit more consistent. Keegan's got to. Mm-hmm. Um, be a little bit more assertive, mm-hmm. but I, if franchise building, roster building, I feel like they got that. Mm. I do. I'm kind of I'm with you. It's just waiting for it, right? Like we were talking earlier about two timelines, and I'm and I'm <laughs> at this. I hate point, that it's become a joke because it's such a useful thing to say. Well, yeah, but I, at this point, I want to merge the two timelines. Like mm-hmm. it's time. Mm-hmm. It's time for Keegan to become that guy right now, mm-hmm. because that's what has to happen. And this team is going to not only like make the playoffs, but to like have a shot to, to go. He needs to be, he needs to elevate right now and become that player. Yeah. Yep. Cause real, real quick, whoever you bring in, say you brought in Zach Levine, you're not bringing Zach Levine to average 26. You're average. You're bringing Zach Levine in to get average like 19 and do it right. consistently every right. night. And I think that while I don't know if he can get to 19, I think he can give you that level of production along with Malik Monk on a consistent basis. Yeah. Hmm. And then it's about finding three and D guys to go alongside those guys, guys who average What's, <laughs> like twelve to fourteen, but are defensive minded guys who hit the three ball. The ironically, we've been talking about a lot of like just the perils of the combine, right? For teams, mm-hmm. you fall in love with a guy because he's a super athlete, and you forget that he can't play the sport. The irony of this is, James, you bring that up. I think one of the things that Kings need to do is over the next year or two, whenever they have picks, is go to the combine, even for undrafted guys. Go to the combine, and everybody who blows up the combine, hmm. if they're available, be like, "Yeah, we'll bring them in. We'll see. Hmm. We'll see what happens." Well, I mean, they—he was taken with their pick, Olivier Maxwell uh, Prosper. That's that's one of the combine guys that was just unbelievable with all the measurements and everything. Hmm. They traded that pick. He hasn't played, by the way. I don't think. No. Oh, good. He's not there yet. Good. Screw him. <laughs> uh, are you? Do you in a play-in matchup, Kenny? Real quick, we have like forty seconds. Mm-hmm. In a play-in matchup, do you fear the Lakers or Warriors more? Because you under like everybody's on board that that's just what's happening, right? Uh, like we're just there's no way that we're going to avoid because there's 
We got to make sure that this I'm, is as I'm not, just I'm not hellish as possible. I think they could still. I understand what you guys are saying. <laughs> I think they could still get to six. That's just me. I, I don't know where James. I understand. Is. I understand what you're saying. Um, I probably probably the Warriors because of Steph Curry. Mm. Okay, Lake Show. That's stop, ridiculous. Stop, I didn't stop. do that. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> They're both playing well though. Either team is tough. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I'm with you though. You win six in a row. You're uh, you're in a really good spot in the Kings. Uh, are in a, in a soft part of their schedule. I think they can do that. Okay, we got to go. Uh, I'm on with D-Lo and Casey at 12.15. Uh, we got a ton of stuff coming up with them, uh, Talking Kings. Uh, thanks, James. We'll see you guys next time. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.